What time is it? Oh, hello. Welcome to Improv O'Clock with the Makeup Artist. I'm Gareth. The only person reading from a script in this podcast is me. I'm currently trying to earn my reading a podcast script badge. The rest of this lot will be dangerously off script. They are Josh, Rob, Jim, Harvey, Maddie, Shah and Lauren. For those with a more delicate ear, the language used by the aforementioned could be considered to be less than proper, so don't say you weren't warned. Now we enter... (coughs) Now we enter a section of the podcast called Questions O'Clock. I'll be asking the questions that no one's desperate to be answered. This week's questions are taken from a forum about crafts. Jim, is it absolute madness to set up a new bead shop? I mean, it's 2021. If you want to set up a bead shop, go up and set, set up a bead shop. It's entirely up to you. But be warned, beads, uh, like Bitcoin, have plummeted and are practically worthless, as is uh, your life. So don't set up the shop. Uh, just my advice. Hey ho. Sharp. Sure. What are your five to ten top most used bead colours and sizes in bead craft? Um, did you say top five or top ten? Five to ten. Sizes and colours? Yeah, yeah. Right, okay, well, number one, um, chartreuse. Um, number two, vermilion. Number three, fuchsia. Number four, um, ochre. And number five, sage. I don't know where I picked them from, but that's what I'm going with. I just love weirdly out there coloured beads. And I like to string all, all sorts of sizes together, so a nice big mix. You can never have two small beads or two big beads. I just like, yeah, I just like fiddling with my beads, holding them close. That was a wonderfully boring bit of monologue. <laughs> well, you didn't give me much to work with. <laughs> I can, I can. Oh. I can go with the best of them, but, you know, that, no. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Lauren, what do you do to stop the aching? Um, I generally use those those beads that you can buy that warm things up, like the, the, be- the beads you put in the microwave, and then, perfect. They stop my backache and neckache all the time. Oh, hello, and welcome to Beads O'Clock. <laughs> <laughs> Rob. What are they knitted from? Are you using a pattern? What are you selling them for? Where are you selling them? Teeny tiny socks for octopuses. Um, and yes, I am doing it. And the squidlings are helping me out. Get the job done faster. Okay. Maddie, do you own a really nice pair of scissors? You know, I do. And let me, let me tell you about that, because this is something that's actually quite close to my heart, right? You know when you're cutting wrapping paper in it, they just like glide across in the, the most delicious, inexplicable way. I have some that do that. And they were in my desk drawer at work and they are hair scissors. God knows why. God knows why they're there. But I was making a display and oh, chef's fucking kiss. We are getting very old, aren't we? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I thought Shah's was boring. Jesus, Maddie. <laughs> I can't tell you what isolation has done to me. Josh, have you heard of the famous Bat Trang Pottery of Vietnam? Um, no, but I'm sure it's riveting. I'm a big fan of, you know, pottery that's shaped um, in all sorts of different 
ge geometrical shapes. For example, maybe you have a pot and it's a strange triangle with curved sides. Maybe you have a pot and it's like a circle, but one of the bits is a square, almost like a semicircle, if you will. So whatever this pottery is, uh, I'd be up for it to go and see it. Um, to do the terracotta pottery in China, <laughs> you know the one? Yeah, there's loads of people. There's like loads of them. That's great as well. So uh, doesn't get better than this. To answer your question, no. We are able, using analytics on the podcast, to find out exactly when people stop listening. And I think about 15 seconds ago. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I think if we had built up an audience by episode seven, which this now is. Yeah, they've gone. Uh, <laughs> but also, we've kind of found our interest. Yeah, we had no idea in really DIY craft. Yes. Give me the question again, and I'll I'll say, try and say something funny. No, I think we keep it. I I liked it. Okay, I don't think Jim did. He looks like he's dead. <laughs> That's just his face. That's fair. Harvey, what are you making today, Linda? Well, today, Linda, I am making some beads. <laughs> With some scissors and some terracotta pottery as well. I'm going to get like... the terracotta pottery and I'm going to stick the beads in it and then I'm going to put it with some scissors, just the, the fucking scissors to the death. <laughs> that was like the craft version of Stars in Their Eyes. Well, tonight, Linda, I'm going <laughs> to... Oh, also, God. the question was to Linda. <laughs> and then you, as Linda, responded with... Well, Linda. It's yeah, there's two Lindas. There are more than one Linda in the whole entire universe. It could be a Linda on Linda interview. <laughs> we, love, we love a bit of Linda on Linda. It's like Frost Nixon all over again. It might yeah. be Linda McCartney. Linda McCartney interviewing... There's got to be another famous Linda. Linda... Oh, Not sure there is. <laughs> What's that one from... There's got to be a Linda on Loose Women, surely. At least one Linda. I'm on it. Hey, yes! Linda's. Wait, isn't that girl from Friends like Linda something? No! Linda no, that's Lisa. Oh. Lisa Kudrow. There's a Linda Blair, isn't there? There's the famous Linda, Linda Kudrow. Tony Blair. Linda McCartney. Oh, no, I'm not getting confused with Tony Blair. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> That's because we were talking about tiny Tony Blair masks, dwarf gunmen. There's Linda Mahu Muk Muk Mahohan. I didn't just have a stroke. <laughs> ah, that famous Linda Mahohan. Yeah. Linda Mahohan. That's what the first famous Linda was. Um, oh yeah, Linda Lovelace. That's um Adam Shaw's stage name. Lovelace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's Linda Trinkhouse, Zagzebski, who is two out of hundred on the Famer meter. Can we can we mute her? <laughs> can, can... <laughs> oh, okay. I want more famous Lindas. Our first game is called On Script. For this game, Rob and Jim will be creating a scene together, but unfortunately, Jim is not off book yet. He will be taking all of his lines from a play. In this scene, 
Jim and Rob, you are receptionists in a dentist's office. So, Jim, have you got a play ready? Um, I've got the complete uh, dramatic works of Samuel Beckett. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> when you're both ready, go. Welcome to Ole um, Decay. How are you today? Taking off my boot. This never happened to you. Um, not often. I don't often get my um, my my toes done at the um, a, a, a dentist. Um, so what exactly are you here for today? Give me your hat. Um, it's not really that kind of place, but your teeth. What's happening with your teeth? Put it on my head. Teeth on your head. <laughs> Please explain to me. Please explain a little bit more. Another heavenly day. For Jesus Christ's sake, amen. Well, to be fair, that is our motto here. Um, that's what people go and say when Dr. Sarah comes in. Um, so she's got two new drills. Are you okay with the, a drilling? Well, I sing when I am her age, if I ever am. Um, perhaps. It depends if we can get your teeth out in one piece. Otherwise, you know, whistling, singing, things like that might be a little bit difficult. Um, so are you free to stay here for a little bit? Perhaps my best years have gone. Probably. Your teeth did just fall out as you were saying that. Um, maybe um, just pick them up and put them back in. Fantastic. Um, so um, just go and take a seat in the waiting room and I'll be with you shortly, okay? Sick headaches, eye trouble, irrational fear of vipers, ear trouble, pathological horror of songbirds, throat trouble, need of affection, inner void. Yeah, to be fair, that does sound like you need a root canal. Um, that normally uh, sorts that out. Um, you pay for your uh, prescriptions, by any chance? You're going to sit down beside me. Um, I can do it. If you're really scared, you know, I, I can sit with you. that make you feel what, better? Please do, miss. Please do. Staggering. Staggering. Um, well, I sit down before you fall over. If you're staggering, this is really not good. Um, lightheadedness is one of the um, common things we deal with here. So um, is there anything else we can help you with before your appointment? <laughs> Am I taboo, I wonder, now that all danger is averted? <laughs> Let me just have a look at your form. Yes, Mr. Taboo, that is your name. I understand you are very confused. <laughs> Darling name. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, it is. Um, anyway, um, please go and sit down and I'll be with you shortly. One way or t'other, Mr. Cream, one way or t'other, no matter what it takes. They're flaming machines, they'd tear you to shreds. Okay, lovely to see you too. Have a nice, nice day, okay? Unseen! Ooh. Deliberately oh. got a line from, like, a different play each time. <laughs> Mr. Beckett's a lunatic, isn't he? Yeah. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Brace your pants. What time is it? Improv o'clock. Our next game is called New Choice. And for this, I need one person called Maddie and one person called Josh. The scene will be improvised as usual, but if I decide I want to change something, then I will say New Choice. And they will have to give an alternative option to the last thing they said. They will continue this until I am satisfied. And the scene can continue. Maddie and Josh, your motivation for this scene is a headline, and that headline is Mugged by a Parrot. So, there's your scene motivation. Go. 
Josh, how could you have let this happen again? Look, I saw a parrot. I thought he was pretty cool. I said hello. The next thing I know, he scratched me and he's taken my keys. New choice. Next thing I know, he's come over, he's pecked me and he's taken my wallet. New choice. Next thing I know, he's come over, he's slapped me with his wing and he's taken my shirt and he's wearing it as he flies off. <laughs> this isn't the first time that this has happened. I just don't know how you keep on befriending these winged things and allowing them. I don't know how you keep on becoming sapatico with these feathered fiends <laughs> and there were just a shit ton of pigeons. Sorry, parrots. <laughs> Flying around <laughs> Look, Maddie, you don't need to tell me. I'm well aware of the many times I've been left naked and ashamed after talking to a parrot. New choice. I'm well aware of all the times I've been left agape and alone after a parrot's had a conversation <laughs> with me. New choice. I'm well aware of all the times I've had a fist fight with a parrot and it's tried to put me in the floor, but I've got it in a chin lock, but then it's flown away with my shirt. And I'm left stranded and alone. All three choices. Oh, my God. Oh, you don't have to remind me of all the times I've been naked and ashamed after fighting with a parrot. You don't have to remind me of all the times I've been agape and alone after meeting a parrot. You don't have to remind me of all the times I've had a fight with a parrot and I've tried to put it in the ground. But then it's got me in a, in a, a headlock and I've punched it in the chin and then it's flown away with my shirt and I've been all alone and ashamed. Fucking hell. <laughs> I can tell that you're pretty upset about this right now. New choice. I can tell that you're pretty cheesed off about this scenario. New choice. I can tell that you are forlorn, my love. New choice. I can tell that you're feeling like an absolute dickhead. New choice. I can tell that you are not too keen on this turn of events. New choice. I can tell... <laughs> It's apparent to me, it's apparent to me. <laughs> oh. That your feathers are all ruffled up by <laughs> what's been going on today. This isn't a good time to be making parrot puns, man, all right? <laughs> I'm hurt. That was my favourite shirt, okay? And that parrot just took it. What am I going to do? If you look at a parrot <laughs> anatomically, at a, at an amalgamity, they actually can't undo shirt buttons. So why are you swanning around with your shirt being undone, my friend? New choice. Why why are you flitzing about with your shirt all hanging off your back? <laughs> this is what I want to know. I may have helped the parrot into the shirt because I thought it would suit him. Right. You know, it was nice. It had flowers on. He said I like flowers a lot. Okay, that was the main reason I did it. I didn't think he'd run off with it. I thought maybe he'd pose, you know, maybe he'd take in a shine to it. And I thought, okay, I'm going to get that back. This, oh, this African grey just went town. off. Look, the towel is a completely different story, all right? And I help... <laughs> Jim? I really want to know the original uh, story behind that headline. <laughs> no, that was it. That was pretty much it. And finally, we're going to play a game called Press Conference. Three improvisers will be reporters keen to get the scoop from the interviewee, but the catch is that they are the only one who doesn't know why they're being questioned. At the end of this interview, the interviewee will try to guess why they're famous. Asking the questions will be Shah, Josh, and Lauren. Harvey. 
Can you mute us, please? Harvey, can you hear us? Excellent. Harvey is a man who... Say that. So all I heard was Harvey is a man. (laughs) Yes, you are 100% (laughs) correct with that one. Harvey is a man who owns a zoo in his apartment. No, again. again. Oh, for fuck's sake. Harvey is a man who owns a zoo in his apartment. Ah, okay. Okay, so if we can get Harvey's attention and he's looking at his phone. Are we uh, are we keeping you from important phone business, Harvey? Well, a little bit, if I'm honest. Well, I mean, there has been some important things happen today, but um, somebody's just followed me at a Lincoln Property Development Company, um, and it's a new one, so I just wondered if it was one of our friends from uni. So I was just trying to work out if somebody from uni. Well, you live a storied and colourful life. So... Okay, welcome back to Radio Didcot. We have a very special guest today, and that guest is Harvey. Hello, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yes, very well, thank you. Right, we've got some people here to ask you some questions. So, when you're ready, take it away. So tell me about this. Um, how, how did this come about? Like, what, what led you to this point? I mean, it's, it's years and years and years of, of dedication and training and really living a, a strict strict lifestyle and do you find this lifestyle of yours gets in the way um do you find there are things that really do do get in your way in life sometimes yes but i mean everybody has the hurdles don't they um that we have to overcome in life um so so it's you mean this do you mean that literally yeah i mean that literally and and figuratively <laughs> uh, whether whether you're in the hurdle jumping business or not, the, there are there are hurdles that you will have to go over. Have you um, ever had a parrot steal your shirt in your life? No, it's quite I mean, a common occurrence. It, it's funny you mentioned that. Actually, I was I was listening to the radio on the way in. Um, somebody was telling a story about they they always get their clothes stolen by parrots. Um, I can't relate to it personally, but it sounds like harrowing times. So you don't you don't have any tropical birds in your life. Um, I mean, I, I I do have the odd the odd pelican, if I'm honest. <laughs> Sounds very sketchy, my friend. I won't ask any more questions about that. Don't want to get you in trouble. So, how did you get hold of the things that are part of your life? How how did you come about the, these these things? Uh, I mean, when you're in a certain business, sometimes they just they just gravitate towards you. On a, on a daily basis, how at risk is your life? How much is your life at threat on a daily basis? I mean, it really depends on where where I am on that particular day. Um, <laughs> where is, uh, Does that uh, depend on if you're in uh, or you're out? <laughs> I mean, whether you're in or you're out doesn't make a lot of difference. Um, <laughs> It's more, about, it's more about the people around. Ah, right. Okay. Not what I was expecting, but thank you. Would you say you go through quite a lot of food? I mean, you have to be on a strict strict diet for these kind of things, don't you? So uh, I wouldn't say it's, it's an overly big amount. You know, I'm not eating the, the same amount of these kind of world's strongest men, that kind of thing. I'm not, I'm not an, uh, an anti-Joshua either. I'm not eating that many calories, but... A decent amount, more than the average. 
And I, and I hate to be personal, really, but is there a lot of clean-up? Uh, I wouldn't say daily. I wouldn't say daily a lot of clean-up, but uh, it builds up over time if you let it. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like a man who, who lives life to the fullest, but do you ever wonder if you should just strip back to the bare necessities? <laughs> I mean, I think it's, it's, I think it's important that, that we all do that at times. Uh, I've, I've spent many a time where I've, I've gone to the Sahara Desert. I've just lived there for 10 days at a time and really forgot myself and uh, come back a new man. Is it, um, is it hard to have guests around who aren't paying? To a certain extent, yes. To a certain extent. Uh, I think you become accustomed, accustomed to that and you have to kind of stop yourself. I've heard a lot of people who describe you as very busy. Would you say you do lots or you do little? Say, say I do lots. If I'm honest, I would say I do lots. And realistically, how much shit do you go through each day? I mean, honestly, it, it depends on the season. Um, there are some seasons that are worse than others. Uh, September's a big one. September's a big busy. <laughs> <laughs> is the tiger a pain in the ass? Because <laughs> 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 I imagine it is. I would never describe the tiger as a pain in the arse, if I'm honest. I mean, how many people want to live with a tiger? And I, I can say that I'm one of them. Okay, I think I think you might be there. Uh, do you have any idea who you are? Am I Dr. Doolittle? So you're not quite Dr. Doolittle, but you do, you do have a zoo in your apartment. Not Ace Ventura. <laughs> He's not heard a single thing we've said. We've told him who he is. But he doesn't know. You just well, imagine. I thought you were going down. Well, because at we first, weren't whittling the answers was... down for you. We weren't going. Oh no, it's close to Doctor Doolittle. No, it's somebody who's got a zoo in their apartment. You're going. Oh no, is that? It's not Steve. No. I first of all, I was going down. It was road themed because there were things in the way. I was doing hurdles. Char yeah, you, you said the word on a road, as we know. Yeah, then Char brought up Pelican Crossings, and then Pelican. I thought was talking about lollipop ladies, so I thought it was a lollipop lady for some amount of time. And you're the one that said Pelican first, as yeah, well. Yeah, you, you said Pelican, Pelican, and you said hurdles. Yeah, because I thought it fit with the road theme. I thought we were on a road theme. <laughs> so basically, <laughs> you made up your mind about what it was, and then decided that you're going to give yourself the clues. Just fed it. <laughs> Edda's information for your own weird deception. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Who has a zoo in their, their apartment? Well, you! I feel like some of the have snooze in their apartments. And I it it's not supposed to be people. realistic, Harvey. It's <laughs> not supposed to be like a day-to-day thing that happens. Harvey does think that Ace Ventura is based on a real person. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, it's producer Jim. Do me a favor. If you're enjoying this and it gives you pleasure, then for my personal pleasure, send me a photo of your favorite hummus. You'll understand why eventually, even if I'm not 100% certain now. On with the show. And as I continue to move towards... Oh, sorry, no, I've still got all the answer. Who am I? That you, was are, you are somebody who has a zoo in their apartment. Oh, so I'm not that person. It's no. Oh, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. 
Oh my god. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> How much sangria have you had? Are you having intravenously or something? Like <laughs> oh. oh bloody oh, hell. Oh. <laughs> and as I continue to move towards death one cheese board at a time, we just have time for a discussion. This lot have proven they will argue about anything, and they are now going to prove that by answering this question. If you could invite two celebrities to a dinner party, who would you invite? Morgan Freeman and Stacey Solomon. Okay, do you think they'd get on? Yeah, I just want to have a nice time. I don't want any friction. I don't want any overdramatic come-down-with-me scenario. I just want to have a good-ass time with some nice and interesting folk. You say that, but I want those two as part of my celebrity death match from a few episodes ago. <laughs> you really want to see Morgan Freeman in that kind of scenario? How sadist of you? Stacey Solomon would kick his ass. We know he's winning that. Yeah. <laughs> Are we allowed no, fictional celebrities like characters, or is it like real life living people? Yeah, you can have fictional characters, yeah. And do they need to be living people? No, no, you can bring people back from the dead if you want, Ooh. and they can be they can be living as well. You, that you, opens you a whole new a corpse avenue of opportunity. I don't know why. Watch. I'm going with William Shakespeare and Katie Hopkins just to see what would happen. What <laughs> Shakespeare versus Hopkins. Yeah, I mean to be, to be honest, I can't see their views being too different because Katie Hopkins' views mm. are pretty medieval. So I yeah, think they, I, think they I just I I really like to see him just destroy her in an argument. Okay. Also fight. In that case, Tim Minchin and Katie Hopkins. Oh yeah. Oh. What would the Minch bring to the table? All of his weird, wonderful, liberal views. Yeah. I don't think that's a dinner party I want to be at because those two are going to get loud. They're going to get angry. And I'm just yeah. going to be sat there just picking away at my steak tatar, just trying to look for some kind of interesting conversation, shouting at each other. That doesn't sound yeah, and I, and I suppose that that's, like, that's what you've got to weigh up with the scenario. Do you, do you want um, something that's going to be spicy and exciting, mm-hmm. in which case you'd get like Nick Griffin and... Um, I don't know, uh, Jeremy Corbyn, yeah, or something like that. But 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 I but for me, I was thinking more like Gareth. I'd quite like to just chill out and be around some nice people. Mm. So my my two choices would be um, Barack Obama and Ed Sheeran. Oh wow! Um, but because because they both just seem like stand up guys, you know. And I you just, just like know sit, that when Sheeran cracks out the guitar, Barack is gonna bring some caramel dulcet tones. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I don't so. want to talk about another podcast, but if you happen to, to ever catch uh, Renegades Born in the USA, uh, which is a podcast between Springsteen, uh, as in Bruce Springsteen, and Barack Obama, they duet together on nearly every episode, and it is oh. fantastic. Oh, my God. I mean, that's yeah. a really good shout for the then. <laughs> it is a good dinner party, to be fair, but that's not what I'd go for. I'd go, can I bring back a group of celebrities from, from their heyday? Uh, only two of them. Mm, like, can I bring back the Beatles as a celebrity? You can have two Beatles. Oh, I only want. Oh, fine. I'll have to. Cho- I'll choose Heyday Beatles, John Lennon, and Jesus, 
and they can whip the cocks out and we can find out who was bigger. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon Jesus is winning. Sorry, Jesus has sorry, a Nan. massive cock. I actually said that Jesus is supposed to be pretty, pretty short. Historically, yeah, men were I know, then. I know plenty of short people with huge cocks, so... <laughs> So, anyway. just to move this in a direction, I think I'd go. I think I'd go with um, Freddie Mercury yeah. and David Attenborough. Okay, I think that would be a, a lovely okay. evening because David's going to have his stories of animals. Freddie's going to have a bit of a sing along, and you know, David's there for kind of the the dinner, that kind of thing. He's going to tell you some really good stories, some really nice tones, really relaxed time. I bet he's got some really good chat as David Attenborough. Yeah, exactly. All oh, right. So, if I had to go and pick, I like, just throwing this out there. If I had to go and pick um, two people, I'd have to go for something from my childhood and something from my adulthood, and see them go and meet in a wonderful way. So, I'm going to go for Barney the dinosaur, um, and um, some from my adulthood. Um, oh, I thought that was from your adulthood. No, oh no, <laughs> not quite. Yeah, it says it says three to eight on the box. I can't do that now. Um, so, Barney the Dinosaur from my childhood, and then from my adulthood, um, <laughs> Noel Fielding. I want to see uh, Noel Fielding see a real oh. purple dinosaur in his, his life, and I feel like that will be an amazing situation. He would be in his element. I've got a feeling that's already me. happened. I've got a feeling that happened on one of his live shows. He just <laughs> he started dancing and then out comes Barney the Dinosaur. In fact, it might have been a fever dream or, or I definitely witnessed it. One of the two. I did go to Noel Fielding's live show and Barney wasn't there, but there was a man with a, a magic penis. He's not that... just had one live show. <laughs> it was one and done. That was it. It was like, oh, I must, must make sure Master, I your focus get on Steve me live. Yeah, no, it's about a magic penis, and you're focusing on the one live show element. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was very much the fact that Josh thought that guy with a magic penis was equitable to Barney the dinosaur. <laughs> very conflicting views, isn't it? I love you. You love me. Take a look at my magic willy. Andy Murray was in it, though. Like. Actual Andy Murray was in it for a bit. He just said Noel's wife got off with a triangle because that is what happened. Noel's wife in the show had sex can with I a triangle. Pause and say the actual. It was great. Andy Murray. Loved every minute. Is there As opposed to those three one? fake ones that, yeah, the two that live at Madame Two Swords, and then there's the other one that just roams around Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah. this is my spiritual home. The one that was raised by Walt. Was... What if those two were to go out and meet? That would be a wonderful time. That was a really good bad Andy Murray impression. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to do one with the most eloquent person I can think of and the least eloquent person I can think of. Someone with a lot of airs and graces and someone with none. So I would probably go for um, the Queen or Prince Philip eating with Wurzel Gummidge or Rabsy Nesbitt. Amazing. And what I'd do... What I'd do to add more tension is I would serve um, Grabsy Nesbit slash Wurzel Gummidge what I'd serve the Queen. So something beautiful like a steak tartare. I'd serve um, the Queen what I'd serve Grabsy Nesbit slash Wurzel Gummidge, which is just a pile of hay. 
<laughs> and then we go from there. And we see, see I, where it goes. I, I love think that. I'd probably swap out Wurzel Gummidge or Rapsi Nepsit for Ralph Little from my uh, from Royal Family. Okay. I think he's, he'd play off Prince Philip very well. So I, I think I want to go in a slightly different direction. I, I want to get um, Benjamin Netanyahu and um, Iranian President um, Mahmoud Ahmadinejad together. Not, not famous <laughs> friends. I, I think that's understating things. Uh, and I'll just serve them roast beef because, I mean, they're not going to want pork, but I'll serve them a nice... My, my roast beef is very nice and my beef <laughs> from the Middle East. Is you know, I think if I can get them to sit down together, just enjoy how good my beef is. There's no, there's no, no more tensions. I, I fixed it. That's good. Solve, like solve the world. Your beef gets rid of the beef. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I like the Iranian president's name a bit too much. It made me laugh. There's too much going on. Can you say it again, Garrett? Just for me. Mahmoud Ahmadinejad. <laughs> I don't want to. That like, sounds like a venereal disease, if I'm honest. Amudilijad is really what I'm going to name my children. Right there. That's their last name. It's not going to be Blanchard. Actually, I should probably Blanchard. cut that out, shouldn't I? Yeah, Jim's comment. You just, you just put him closer towards pressing that red button there, Jim. Oh, shit. Um, yeah, so it's, <laughs> Fucking hell. I'll make sure that that is, is not uh, released. Otherwise, you know, we'll be all captured and won't be released. And all I can say is I am sorry for whatever happens. <laughs> Do you, do you want to tour Iran? Because I'm not overly for. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, look, I'll take a gig. Honestly, like if, if <laughs> Iran, if you're listening, if you want to give us a gig, we'll take it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyone who's paying, I'll go to Iran. To be honest, yeah. <laughs> um, I've just done a fact check, and Mahmoud Ahmadinejad has not been um, uh, president of Iran since 2013. So. Oh, my information well, eight years name. out of date, but it's still a good name. Yeah, it's a great name. It's a bit out of date. I mean, at least we can go to Iran again now because Jim's comments aren't going to matter. I Are think... we going to Iran? Is this what we're saying? Are we planning to go to Iran? Yeah, we're big in Not Iran. planning, but if there's someone from Iran who's out there listening and say, hey, hello, Iran, uh, guten tag, no, that's German. I don't know Iranian. That's definitely German. <laughs> um, then... oh, we should... We should plan how we're going to get there, but I think we should run. And then when people ask Probably us how we got there, we can say, I ran. <laughs> oh. hey. I'm not I'm running sure. all the way to Iran. Hey. How are we going to get over Iran? You know what? I'll sponsor that. <laughs> I, um, I have looked at our, our analytics, and we haven't got a real heavy audience in Iran. I don't think anyone's shocked by that. Oh, that's a shame. Um, <laughs> uh, we tend to be the kind of Western culture they eschew. We're the kind of Western culture that people in this country eschew. But um, <laughs> certainly, they're not keen on us. But Gareth, you just said we haven't got a real heavy following, so we have got some following in Iran. Oh, I, I yeah. think I was maybe even overstating that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, we're here, I, I, I just want to, to shout out, um, hello, Australia. Hello, Argentina. Hello, the Netherlands. Hello, India. We have listeners in all of those places. How? I don't know. But that's what Spotify data tells us. So, oh. hello, world. This is great. Thank you. Global. If you Thank are you. listening in Buenos Aires, pop us a, 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 an hola. Um, that's very, very 
<laughs> well, Gareth. <laughs> Get down on pronunciation. Buenos Aires. And also, if you're listening in the United out. Kingdom, hello also, because yeah, that's you where can the majority pop, You can pop us an Ola as well. <laughs> hello, Manchester. <laughs> I think we should probably stop. I think we should stop talking about all the countries that, that are listening to us, because the more we mention them, the less they're going to listen to us when we've got people saying Ola like that and Jim <laughs> commenting on their presidents. So I think we should yeah. probably just leave it. I love Argentina president. Hola. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, can we just do that for every country? <laughs> is appropriate. We've started at the right end of the alphabet. Carry on, Jim. <laughs> I love the Netherlands Prime Minister. <laughs> I love India Dictator. I mean, we definitely can't use that. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Cut so your head of state, maybe. I love India Head of State. They are my favourite India head of state, <laughs> or, or since. Yes. I mean, I'm not sure that one's going to quite stay in either. <laughs> right, I think we're probably ready to wind that up, so I'm going to say the words. Um, I've got them written down somewhere. And that's all... No. <clears throat> and that is all we have time for today. Say you goodbye. You too strong, then. <sighs> And that is all we have time for today. So say goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye, world. Bye, Lara. See you. Hola. And now the intro plays. Once again, it's the outro. (laughs) (laughs) And now the outro plays. What time is it? And that's all we have time for on this week's episode of Improv O'Clock. If you haven't already, then follow our socials at TMA Improv on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. While you're there, why not try sliding into our DMs with a completely random sentence or crazy story? And these might get used on a future podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and we will see you next week for another edition of Improv O'Clock. Bye!